We're going to look at uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. Uh, before we get there, though, I just want to finish up a little bit from um, last Sunday. Uh, just, I felt like that I had to rush there at the end, and um, I wanted to read 2 Thessalonians 2 again, verses 1 through 12. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12. Um, talking about the end of times and the days coming. This is not a dread thing. This is a happy thing for believers. And this is something that we're looking forward to because we are in a temporary place. Amen? Our home is in heaven. How many know the older you get, the more you want to get there? Amen? May the Lord bless you with much pain. Yes, Lord. No, no. That's why older people want the rapture to take place. They're scared of pain and dying. You know, when it's time, it's time. Amen? And, and let the Lord do what he wants to do in your life. Okay, verse 1. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way. So in other words, you know, the day of the Lord has not come yet, but they were warning them to be careful of false prophets, false things going on, people jumping into false things. I said this last week. I saw this church in Dallas, Texas, a well-known church, and now they're saying, well, Jesus is love and God is love and because he's love and you can have love in your relationship whether it's a woman and a woman or a man and a man because God's so full of love. That's sin, brother. And that's not of God. People are running to what their itching ears want to hear. And you can build a big church doing that. It's like I said, I, I ran into a pastor whose, whose church is really growing, but there he is in the hookah bar with his beer. Well, man, I can invite anybody to church if you want to be a part of that. They'll come. Party season. Come on now. That's not who Jesus is. Jesus is about loving him, denying myself, take up the cross and follow him, and to be fruitful. Amen? And to be biblical according to the truth of God's word. That's what it's really about. Let's keep reading here. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may not be revealed in this time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. How many know we are in a lawless time? People don't care. They do what they want, and they justify. They walk out of their marriage. They just walk out of their job. They just decide, not, well, is that lawlessness? Yes, in many ways it is. I'm not going to go to work today. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to obey my parents. I'm not going to yield to authority. And I'm talking about even spiritual authority. It's crazy, some of the stuff going on. So let's keep reading here. Let me jump down. The coming of the lawless one 
by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. See, he's going to have signs and wonders. These false prophets are going to have signs and wonders, and people are going to believe, oh, there's something to this. We haven't seen anything. Wait till AI gets in charge and what they do and how they start controlling things. And then to realize that the majority, only 9% of believers spend time in the Word of God daily, and that half of all believers believe there's many ways to get to heaven, not just Jesus. See, that's false. That's false. Let's keep reading here. Love, truth, and be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You know what's going to happen? Those people that are on the edge with Jesus are not believing. They're going to be in a delusion that is sent from God. So that's why it's so frustrating sometimes for believers. Like, can't you, can't you see or hear what I'm saying? They're in a delusion. And, and so what I am telling you is don't spend tons, tons of time banging your head trying to win somebody that is full of the Antichrist spirit. Focus on who the Holy Spirit really wants you to go to, who's open. You can win a simple one. You can win a foolish one. But you cannot win a mocker according to Proverbs. A mocker knows everything. And I, I see the church just really battling that. You see, if you don't love the truth, a delusion comes. Oh, my goodness, that's a word for the church today. If you don't love the truth, a delusion comes. You see, and in a delusion, you can make yourself the spiritual policeman. You ever found that person? They're running around in churches and jumping from church to church, and they are the spiritual police officers. You need to do this. This needs to be happening. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. Why don't you take it down and focus on yourself? Let that fruit of the Spirit come out of you. Let God work on that. And then pray, ask God, believe, quote his word, memorize his word. We're going to get to that here in a moment about his word today. Pastor Taylor is going to come up here in a little bit. And he's going to help you on ways that you can get into the word of God. But anyway, so you believe a lie, and then all of a sudden, that lie becomes truth to you, and as a child, as a coworker, as a business owner, I'm telling you, be careful what you're putting your hope in. I believe it's the ESG that's controlling a lot of things right now in America. And that's environmental, social, um, and government. That's what it stands for. And what it is is there's this scale that Budweiser, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, everybody is getting measured by. There's this scale. And the government is telling them, 
How are you doing environmentally? How are you doing in this ESG socially? And so Budweiser's losing billions of dollars, but they're not changing because their ESG, according to BlackRock and, and, and all these different investing companies that promote them for investors to invest in, if you don't stick with the ESG and be environmentally sound and socially acceptable, then we will cause your stock not to be put out there and we'll cost you your company. So that's really what's going on behind the scenes. There's this pressure from, from the World Economic uh, forum, all these people that are in this stuff, using finances to control CEOs, corporate companies, forcing them to do ungodly things, and we're just like, why doesn't Target change? Because they're saying, we'll take your stock off the market. We're grading you. Do you see where we're going? And if they get the digital currency that they want to get, then they're going to say, they're going to see all your assets, they're going to see what you're buying, what you're spending, and they're going to say, Owen, you went to Kroger Payless and you bought how much beef? Oh, beef's not good for the environment, Owen, so we are removing some of your currency from your account now. Owen, did you get another gas guzzling vehicle? Owen, we're going to remove, but it's mine. No, it's not yours because they control it. They take it. We need you to get a little electric car to be a Prius boy. Nothing against those that have Priuses. but they start controlling because they watch where you go, what you spend, and then they dictate you, just like they do this in China right now, they dictate to you where you can go. Because you're doing this, people in China are only allowed, if, they're not, if they don't have the right report card digitally, then they're limited to only leaving their home and going a half mile to get stuff. You can't go any further or you get put in jail. You're like, oh, that can't happen. It's already taken place. They would love to get it set in by the end of this year. So we're living in a time of lawlessness where they're controlling everything. But let's look at John 14, 26 and 27. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you, Peace I leave with you, my peace. Wait a minute, pause. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to bring remembrance of the Word to us if we're in the Word, if we're part of that 9% that reads the Word daily. 9% of the church. Nine percent. 22 million people during COVID stopped reading the Word, they said. 22. We have churches that have shut down. We have pastors that have left the ministry. We have, and, and as we were driving down through southern Indiana, Shalena, we noticed churches that were closed were up for sale. So we started praying as we went through some of these small cities. God bless that little church. Lord, touch that church. God, give them favor. Because we know there's a huge spiritual battle going on. 
peace I will leave you. Somebody say peace. God's shalom, God's peace. He's going to give believers in this season to not only hear what he's saying, walk out the truth, but also to give us guidance through the Holy Spirit to still have peace no matter what happens. I'm getting my hair cut, and there's a man from India there, and I'm being bold. They're cutting my hair. I'm like, hey, you from the nation of India? I said, are you from the nation of India? Yes. I said, man, we are sending Bibles there. His wife's like, what? I said, we're sending Bibles there. I said, are you from Calcutta? No. Where are you from? Just tell me. I said, do you know the Buntains? They feed people. Literally hundreds of thousands of people have been fed year every year by them and stuff. No. I said, because they love Jesus, and Jesus died for our sins, and he loves you. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I'm just excited about you. I just want you to know how much the Lord loves you. You take every, I may never see them again. But I want them to know that Jesus, I remember when DeGarmo and Key, before they were Christians, Ban, they were, he said, we were getting into our limousine, man. We had rocked it out. We were getting in there. We were, we were doing the things, man, in the 70s. And some girl pecks on the window, and I roll it down, and she goes, hey, I just need to tell you, this is really important. Jesus loves you. And he went, oh, I was so mad at that girl I didn't know. I felt like something went, choo! And that's all I heard that night. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He said, I could not get that off of my mind. He said, it was the start of me coming to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. One girl pecked on the window and let me know that Jesus loved me. Come on now. Jesus loves you and God has a plan for you. I'm with the guy and another guy, and we're at lunch downtown sitting outside, and these two Catholic priests walk by. And this guy shouts out something to him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I like this boldness. And he, and he asked him, I can't, the question was like, hey, what's going on? What can you tell us? Just be Jesus wherever you are. Come on. Love people. Love people. Let's give our children hope and our grandchildren hope. Let's start it within our own house because we'll have that peace. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 14, 26 through 27. Man, you need to get that. And then 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith. Come on now. What's that saying? We're going to have people we know that will walk away from the kingdom of God. Do not be shocked. And there's times you're going to chase and you're going to pull and you're going to pray. That's okay. But some of them will not come back. I'm like, Lord, take me to those that are hungry so I can let them know how much you love them. Let them know how much you love them. I think of, uh, of Jeff Hartwig. He works at an auto dealership. And, and, you know, more and more of those employees at that auto dealership are visiting or attending here. Now I'm like, go, Jesus, go, go, Jesus. You know,
What happens there at that dealership is they go, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot in here. Jeff's bringing Jesus to the atmosphere. Okay, but anyway. But it, it gets contagious when you just say, I'll pray for your wife. I'll pray for your marriage. I'll encourage you. And when you go and do it, and a lot of times you tell people that, stop right there and pray. So you don't forget. Important that we do that. They will depart from the faith, devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Kyle's always setting up front. That's a bad place to sit. <laughs> Phil's setting up front. Both you guys come here, Kyle and Phil. Phil, you stand here and face them. Kyle, you stand here and face them. They're getting old. They're looking at them moving. You know, it's just like Phil's leaning on me right now. Okay, face them, Kyle. Face out there. So both these men love the Lord. And they're trying to be better husbands even at their age. They're trying to give more of their time, their talent. Yvonne, the treasure is coming out of those. Sometimes Kyle's as tight as a tick on a flea. Um, no, that's pretty tight, man. I'm tight. But, but no, but every day these two have to get up and they have to say, I'm a dead man. I don't matter. Kyle and Yvonne had their second grandchild. He's spending three or four days a week watching that child. Who's energetic, strong, talks like her grandma. Oh. <laughs> and sometimes he's like, but his whole point, Phil is like the housing authority in Tippecanoe County. He's always got family living with him. I don't know that him and Anna have ever had a year in their marriage where there was not somebody, some family member living in there. This is a man of God, I'm telling you right now. Why? Because he loves that grandbaby and he says, I want that grandbaby getting influenced by me and my wife. He loves his family. I want them getting influenced by you. I'll die to my desires, even at my age where I could be out golfing every day. I could be out doing all these things I want to do. I'll stay home and do these things. Phil can't. He has to keep working to keep things going. But, um, it, but no, he enjoys working. But what I'm saying is, even when it's tough at home and things get a little rocky in the past in marriage, you stuck it out. Did you not? Even when she was not happy with you. When she's, she's always unhappy with you. No, 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 no. When she wasn't happy with you, you, you stuck it out. And when you, weren't un, when you were unhappy with them, you see, to leave a legacy, you got to be persistent in the kingdom of God. It's easy to walk away, but God say, no, stay. Die to your flesh. But she, no. But he, no. But they, no. No, no, no. Die to your foot. All right, you guys can go back. What? Let's give them a hand. What a mighty man of God.
I was going to have like Brian Moore and Chuck Peterson and Adam, but they fail all the time, so I can't, I got to have some examples to, no, I'm just teasing, just teasing, they're good men, oh God. Second Peter 2, 8 and 9, and if he rescued righteous, the right, if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. If God could walk Lot through the mess he was in, and he calls him righteous. I mean, this was a city of about 700, and they're beating at the door because they want the angels to come out because they want to have sex with angels, the perversion. And Lot offered up his daughters. Oh, my gosh. But he's called righteous. He was looking at the things of God first. There are times we're not always going to do the right thing or say there. Amen? You know, there are times in church the pastor doesn't always get it right. Amen? Be careful. Be careful. Because we are all flawed. We are all flawed. Pray for those. I pray for that pastor in Texas. I pray for that local pastor. I pray for encounters. And I heard that one of them was in his prayer time, and he told a family member that he was so deep in prayer, he started praying words he'd never heard before. You never know what God can do to turn a person around. But it's up to us to pray on their behalf. Amen? I'm going to, I just want to look at a couple more things. Revelation 16, 15, I didn't get to this. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and seen exposed. What's they're talking about? Let's go back to the church of Laodicea, the church that's asleep. The church that Jesus is knocking on the door, wishing they would open up, but they think they have all these things. They're neither hot nor cold. They're lukewarm. People just living their lives. And what is Jesus talking about here in Revelation 16, 15? What he's really saying is the high priest put them in charge, other priests of the temple, to where there was somebody to be in that temple or more than one 24-7, they, they had shifts. They would work nights, and they were to be awake all night doing the things of God. And the high priest would come, and he would do an inspection, a surprise inspection. And if he caught them asleep, he would take a torch, and he would light their clothes on fire and send them out, and they would be burning ripping their clothes off, running down the street, naked and ashamed. 
What is God saying to us? He's saying, be careful, church, that you don't fall asleep because Isaiah says that you can become sleepy and fall asleep and not be able to see what's going on around you because you become numb to it. Stay alert. Stay awake. Don't you see the devil will try to get into your house? He'll try to get into your workplace. He'll try to get you consumed with one or two people, and that's all you can focus on. When God's saying there's so much more around you, would you start looking for the good things that I'm doing? Stay awake and don't get drowned. Does that make sense? Don't fall asleep. We have to be careful. Now let's get back. And let's look at the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 17 and 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times. I want to add something there in verse 18. I believe there's another part of the armor we need to have, and that's the spear of prayer. A Roman soldier carried in his back, they would fold him or screw them together or push them together. He had up to four different spears with different heads, different sizes that he could put together for battle. And I believe there are times we need to launch prayer and grab this one and launch prayer of confession. Launch prayer and, and, and say, Lord, this is supplication. Lord, here's, here's a prayer of confession. And launch that and trust God that those prayers will make a difference in the ones around us that we're praying for. Amen? Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Man, I woke up this morning and I'm, my wife is just sound asleep. And I just start praying and God gives me people he wants me to pray for and I'm praying for their situation. Praying for their health. Praying for that walk that they have in high school or college praying that God help them in their health, in their finances, in their marriage. God, just do a miracle here. There is power in intercession and prayer. We need to be prayer warriors, amen? Praying for one another. Fully dressed for battle. We've gone through all those. You can go back and look at all those things that we have gone through to look at and realize that God has a plan and a purpose. For each one of us, I want to say this because some of you weren't here last week, but in Romans 13 and Peter, people use those scriptures to say, well, we must obey the government. I will obey a local judge unless a judge that is higher than him, like the Indiana Supreme Court, rules differently. But if that judge gets overruled by the Supreme Court. But I will not obey any one of those three if they go against the truth of God's Word. 
And higher than any judge, higher than any president, higher than any Congress that's ever existed is our Constitution. It far outweighs anything they say. And if it doesn't line up with the Constitution, I'm going to obey the Constitution. But above and beyond the Constitution is the Word of God, God Almighty, and He stands above all that, and I will yield all that stuff below to Him. And as Americans, that's what we have to do. So in Ephesians 6, 17, it talks about take up the sword of the Spirit. In the Greek here, that sword is, I'm curious, it's a two-edged sword. I want you to turn with me now, because I don't think I, oh, there it is, it's on there. Okay, Hebrews 4. Let me give you the fill-ins real quick. A soldier's sword must be used. We are to speak forth scripture. There's a daily battle over flesh and, and pride. How many know our pride rises up every day? Do we have any competitive people here? Can I see your hand? You're very competitive. Come on, hold it up high. You're very competitive. How many hate losing at board games? I want to see your hand. Be honest. How many hate losing, period? Let me see your hand. Jesus, help their spouses. I was with a bunch of couples. We decided to go for Thanksgiving down to Tennessee and rent a big cabin. And we decided we we're going to play euchre and bid euchre. And Shaloi was my partner, and she was so competitive. All the other, and Jackie will witness this, Jeff will witness it. She would get on me, why did you just bid that? We're not going to win with that. And then her and her mom got teamed up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shaloi hates losing. I remember we were playing with some friends Monopoly, and a buddy of mine, he's buying everything. And Shaloi finally throws the dice, and she goes, you need to stop buying everything. <laughs> you don't see that. Or she's competitive. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, move on. All right. It's a sharp two-edged sword. Now look at Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. That word there, two-edged, is destimos in the Greek, destimos. And it's two-edged, but it also means two mouths. Two mouths. What a weird definition of a Greek word in Hebrews, two mouths. The Word of God comes from the mouth of God to us, then we let that digest in us as we meditate upon it, and then we take the Word of God, that's one edge coming from the mouth of God, then we speak it out, there's your other edge, it's a sharp two-edged sword. You take the Word of God in, and you speak the Word of God out, you rhema the Word of God out. When you're in a battle or something going on, if you spent time in the Word of God, and you've been seeking God, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will give you a scripture 
it will come to your mind, I'm telling you, and he will remind you, you are more than a conqueror. I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not going to give you more than you can handle. Amen? And his word, so when it talks about the word of God, and we find out that only 9% of Americans are speaking that, that's crazy. Pastor Taylor, come up. I want you to get into the word of God. Some of you are like, well, I don't like to read. I don't like to. So Pastor Taylor is going to give you some avenues for the word of God to be used in your life so that you can have the sword of the spirit, the double edge. All right, so if you'll throw up that first resource for me. These are the Bible study tools that I would recommend. Go ahead. Okay, the just basic Holy Bible. I'm sure all of us or most of us have this one. This has audio Bible on it. It has daily plans that you can read. There's T.D. Jake's plans on there. There's Stephen Furtick plans on there. Whoever you listen to, I'm sure that they have a Holy Bible uh, plan that you can go through. Um, Craig Groeschel's got stuff on there. So this is a good... Adam Light plan is on there. Taylor Justice plan is on there. Owen Mason plan. I'm just kidding. I haven't written one on there. And then, uh, so this is just your baseline. This is really good for, um, you know, just introducing it to somebody. I've got some more in-depth stuff for those of you who have uh, been in the faith a little bit longer, and apps like this are great, but they just don't cut as far as getting in deeper. So go to the next one. Okay, this is just the ESV version app. Uh, so if you're just, you read ESV only or you read KJV only, whatever it might be, you can find just a King James Version app and you could just read it through that. The ESV uh, app is really clean. It looks really uh, appealing. It's nice on the eyes. It's not real harsh. It's not very distracting. And you can fix settings in it too to make the background black uh, or gray or white, whatever it might be. And it's just, it looks super clean and super simple. So I would recommend that one too. Uh, next one. Okay, if you're not a reader, this is where this is going to help you out a lot, okay? So Dwell is an app that will read the Bible to you through a whole bunch of different voices. They've got a British guy on there. They've got a guy from Africa and Kenya. He's got an awesome voice. His name is Felix. Um, and then they've got ambient kind of music that you can have it listening to. You can set a timer to where you can go to bed and listen to the scripture being read over you, and then after a certain point of time, say an hour or two hours, it'll automatically shut off so it's not running your battery all night long. So that is a great tool. Uh, there's, look, it's getting to the point where there's no more excuses for, I just can't read. I can't get into the word. There's no more excuses for you anymore because now it can just be read to you. Okay, so Dwell is great. It's not free. You can listen to some books for free, but it's like a yearly, annually membership. I think it's like 50 bucks a year, you know, so spare a couple coffees a month and you'll be fine. The next one is Streetlights. Streetlights is a really, really good app. Um, I'm, I'm going to play a sample for you on my phone through the microphone um, because I really like how Streetlights did this. Uh, Streetlights took um, a rapper... They've got a rap group, and what they did is they read the scripture to you, but they put it over hip-hop style beats, and it's super awesome, and it's like really laid back and cool, but I'm going to play a sample for you real quick. Peace. Paul 
most thanksgiving in prayer. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard until now. So they've got, they've got all the books. Uh, they don't have all the Old Testament out, but there's Psalms that are set up like that. Revelation is set up like that. So they read the Bible to you with some cool little hip-hop beats in the back, and you can listen to it on your way to work or whatever it might be. And that one's free. That one's totally free. You don't have to sign a membership for that one. So that's called Streetlights, and uh, those are New Living Translation that they read that from. Next one. Okay, this is the Bible Project. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Bible Project before, but if you have ever seen a video of a little scroll, and then there are cartoon drawings, and they are giving you a background to what a book of a Bible is, that is the Bible Project. It's by Tim Mackey. It is absolutely incredible for if you're about to do a Bible study, but you don't know exactly what this book is talking about or how to read it, this will give you a 2,000-foot overview of this is what the book is talking about, this is the context and setting, so that you know exactly how to study and what to look for as you are reading throughout the passage, and you know what context to keep it in, and this is talking to this people group and that people group. It really helps for if you get confused with genealogies and the exodus and where were they at at this time this will lay it out for you and then you can read it according to so bible project is awesome it is free um and so that is one that i would highly recommend and you can read the bible in that app as well and check out all the videos next one please Okay, the next one is the Blue Letter Bible. The Blue Letter Bible is free. This is a resource that I use in college a lot. Um, it will have commentaries in there by Matthew Henry. Um, David Guzik has a commentary in there. But what you can do is get down to the language super, super effectively and easy. So now there's no longer questions about what does this word exactly mean, what is the exact context, because you just click on a verse or a word, and it will have a strong concordance matched to it to where you can go to the exact Hebrew word, and it will give you the exact definition so that there's no longer any exegetical problems. And exegetical is just taking what Scripture says and pulling it out and not putting our own thoughts and processes into the Scripture. So we need to be exegetical with the way that we study. And so this is going to help you get to the original language so that you can draw things out for what the Bible was actually saying. So Blue Letter Bible is absolutely incredible. Okay, next one. Okay, this is called the Olive Tree Bible. Um, the title in the app store is Bible App Read and Study Daily, but if you type in Olive Tree, that will take you to it. And Olive Tree is a resource that has free commentaries, but there's also paid commentaries that you can get even more information. But it's kind of like Blue Letter Bible, except just a little bit more expanded and a little bit more in-depth. Um, so Olive Tree is really good, and this is a budget resource for one of my favorite resources that will be talked about at the end. So Olive Tree is good for if you're wanting to take your Bible study a little bit deeper beside commentaries and just go a little bit more in-depth. So next one. <coughs> Okay, so eSword is also a very incredible app. This is one of my favorite apps that I have on my phone. Uh, this is not a free app, but the light version, hence LT. Um, eSword Bible LT is $3.99 on the App Store. You pay for it once, and then it goes across to all your devices. Um, and so if you have a, a Mac or your Apple, then you download this on the App Store, and then it will go to your iPad and your phone. 
the version on your desktop Mac computer is $10, and then the full version on your phone is $6. Um, but it is worth every single penny because they have a KJV Plus version, which means beside every single word is the exact strongest concordance reference. So beside the word the, beside the word God, beside the word sword, beside all, every single word has H224 or H1034, which is the exact concordance, and then you just tap on that, and it's hyperlinked to where it will take you to the word right there in the exact original language right in front of you, quick and easy, so that if there's something that ever comes up, then you can just go to eSword, type in the verse and the chapter, on your phone, and then you can go to a certain word, click on the hyperlink, and it will take you directly to the strongest concordance. You don't have to look through the massive exhaustive list and all that stuff. It's right there. Okay, and the last one is Logos Bible Software. This is my absolute highest recommendation if you have the funds. Okay, so this is a very expensive program. Are any of you familiar with Logos Bible Software at all? Raise your hand. Okay, so a few of us. Okay, and no one. So Logos Bible Software is what I run almost every single day. It's what I do every single study from. Okay, so Logos is free in the App Store, but you're going to have limited resources. And I'm laying this all out for you because if you want to get into the Word at a deeper level, then these are the kind of stuff that you need to start looking at. It's no longer just, all right, let me open up my Bible, read my chapter for the day, and I'm good. Like, if you want to get more in-depth and more, you know, context and make sense of more stuff, then these are the kind of levels and things that we need to get to so that we can get grounded deeper and deeper. So Logos free uh, in the app store, but you get limited resources. So if you want the fundamentals uh, software package, it's like 50 bucks, still very limited resources. Then you can get a starter package, which is $250. Then you can go to a bronze package, which is above the starter package. You go above the starter, you get bronze. Bronze is 500 bucks. Uh, silver is $9.99, gold is $1,500, diamond is $2,000, platinum is $2,500, and then there's like portfolio and legendary collection, which are like ten grand. So the software, I'll just tell you what I've got because it's really helpful. I have the gold package. So in order to get $1,500 worth of resources within this gold package of Logos, I was so serious about this that I started selling possessions. I sold golf clubs, kayaks. I sold stuff so I could get into the Word at a deeper level because I was like, I would rather have that than have a whole bunch of money just sitting around that I don't use anymore. So I got a Logos gold package for $1,500, and this is what it gave me. I have 950 books on my computer that go across my iPad and iPhone and laptop, and it's 15 or uh, 950 books. Out of those 950 books is 275 Bible commentaries. Out of that 950 books, there's John Bevere, there's all of these amazing authors and writers. So with the tools that Logos gives you, is that when I type in something, like let's, I want to learn more about what uh, salvation is. 
I type in salvation on the search bar, it will go through every single one of the books in my library that even mentions the word salvation and then bring it up right on my screen. So now I don't have to go to books in certain pages and look it up. I just type it in. It goes through and combs through every single one of my resources and books, and right there it is on my screen. Saves you a whole bunch of time. You can pick out every single miracle in the Bible, and then you can narrow it down even more to where I want it to see all the miracles Jesus did. I want to see all the miracles that God worked through Moses in, and it gets down to the nitty-gritty stuff. There's even before verses in Logos, it'll have a megaphone, and it will say Jesus, and then it will have a little person icon that says Peter. So now before every single verse, it'll tell you who is speaking and who they are speaking to so that there's no question or doubt about what's being said in this verse. So this Logos Bible software is extremely, extremely powerful. It is the best one on the market, hands down. I promise you, if you buy it, it will be well worth it. And the cool thing is that if you upgrade, then all you have to do is pay the difference. So let's say for right now, you can only buy the starter package at 250 bucks, but you would like to have the bronze package. So when you go to upgrade for the bronze package, since you've already bought the starter at 250, all you have to do is pay the difference of 250 bucks and you can upgrade. So it's a dynamic pricing, it's awesome. So I spent $1,500 on the gold package. If I wanna upgrade to platinum at some point, all I have to do is pay the difference of $500 and I get to upgrade. So it's an awesome, awesome, awesome resource. Um, at some point, I'd like to go more in depth on this stuff, I can't do it on a Sunday morning, but if there's ever any more curiosity about this. I was thinking uh, this morning as I was going through stuff that I would like to use of having a class where I hook up my laptop to the TV in one of the classrooms and show you how this thing works before you even make a decision on what you would get yourself into. So these are all the resources. I hope that you guys use them. If you have any questions, let me know. Thanks. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you very much. Would you stand with me this morning? Adam, if you could play some rap music. Um, <laughs> hip hop, I would like to rap to Shaloi this morning. I'm gonna start thinking, uh, I'm gonna get me some soundtracks to rap. I'm gonna start rapping verses to her in the morning. I'll help her wake up. Come on, baby. Anyway. We want you to see how important the Word of God is, seriously. And there's all these tools to help you. So there's no excuse to say, man, I don't want to get in the Word. I can't get in the Word. I don't understand the Word. Many different versions, as he said. Jesus, we just pray that we will take the truth of your Word. And when we're in a battle, we will rhema the Word out. We will speak it out to overcome. Holy Spirit, you will bring that to our attention. You will remind us because we've meditated upon your Word. Help us to be people that are solid, deep-rooted, so that God, as the harvest comes, and it's coming, it's coming fast. Lord, we are there to help disciple, encourage, and build them. Give us a great week in you. Allow us to be all that you want us to be. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week. <laughs>